You hear the headlines. You know health insurance is a real mess right now. Premiums have skyrocketed, and in most cases, you're stuck with your plan until open enrollment. But there's a government rule that allows you to qualify for lower health insurance rates if your life has changed. That means if you've changed jobs, if you're having a child, if you're getting married, if you're getting divorced, even if you run a small business or you're self-employed, this law may qualify you to get lower health insurance rates. Call the health insurance hotline today. Learn how this 10-minute call can help you get lower health insurance rates. This is a free service to help consumers learn the laws to help them qualify for lower health insurance rates. So call right now to learn more. 800-605-1679-800-605-1679-800-605-1679. That's 800-605-1679. Paid for by GoHealth. It's the HBCU Football Daily Podcast for today, Tuesday, February 23rd. I'm Donald Ware. Generally speaking, not generally speaking, but the four years or four seasons now that we've been doing the HBCU Football Daily Podcast, it hasn't been a situation where I come to you in February, but that is in fact where we are is spring football is officially on that's because jackson state defeated edward waters 53 to nothing on sunday in the opening game of the hbcu football season of course when you look at this upcoming uh, really kicking off friday as uh, alabama state is going to host southern and you may have heard the hbcu football daily podcast from yesterday where we talked with alabama state head football coach Donald Hill Ely, but the the bulk of the season is going to open on on this Saturday. Uh, you have uh, all the SWAC teams in action. Of course, Alcorn State is the only team that's not going to play football this spring out of the SWAC. Uh, Tennessee State also kicks off this weekend as well, and you have a couple of the MIAC schools. The MIAC not sponsoring football in the spring, but Howard Delaware State. South Carolina State out of the MEAC, all scheduled to still play football, as is Langston. Uh, Edward Waters is going to have more games that it's going to play, and West Virginia State will as well. So you're still going to have some teams, The well, more than half of the teams. Well, no, that's not necessarily true. So let me back up. CIAA, SIAC aren't going to play. So with that, that's what, 22 football teams uh, right there, and then I mentioned a lot of the other teams that aren't going to play. So, I mean, you still have some teams that are going to play uh, this year. So this is, of course, also Takeaway Tuesday here on the HBCU Football Daily Podcast. And just some of my takeaways from the game. Number one, I didn't really – I didn't – like I caught the game at the end, uh, towards the end, when the game had already been well decided. I mean, I think the only question – was would Edward Waters score? No question about it. Edward Waters was overwhelmed. You knew Jackson State had a lot of talent coming into this game. Uh, Deion Sanders, the new coach, his staff, um, a, a change in culture. All uh, of those things were definitely on display 
for Jackson State. I think one of the interesting things, I mean, when you look at Jalen Jones, uh, the quarterback completed 18 of 20 passes, 187 yards, three touchdowns, didn't throw an interception. I think when you look at, I mean, you know, Edward Waters was definitely overwhelmed. It's no question uh, about that. But it's still good if you're Jackson State, you're able to play some football. And to me, Jackson State needed that game because they're going to play a determined and tough Mississippi Valley State game uh, team on this Saturday. But one of the takeaways for me from this game, not even this, not even the numbers that everybody put up. I mean, you look at Jalen Jones. I mentioned the numbers uh, with respect to him. Certainly in the passing game, he rushed for another 39 yards and a touchdown. So he accounted for four touchdowns in the game. But a lot of the players, most of the players that made an impact, at least in the box score for Jackson State, were players that were already here. I think we've heard a lot uh, about Jackson State and the players that were brought in, the transfers that were brought in, the recruiting class, which was excellent, as I've said before. Uh, and when we rank the top 10 HBCU recruiting classes, which, by the way, if you haven't seen that, you can log on to our website or you're on our website, and maybe you're listening to this on Apple Podcasts, but you can log on to our website, boxtorow.com, B-O-X-T-O-R-O-W.com, the unquestioned uh, number one this team of HBCU recruiting uh, was definitely Jackson State. There was no question uh, about that. But as I made mention of, a lot of the players that you're going to see with respect to Jackson State won't be necessarily from the recruiting class. Even some of the transfers, you're going to see a lot of those players play in the fall. So you look at Jalen Jones and what he was able to do from a running game uh, perspective. Uh uh, you you look at what uh, Jackson State was able to do in the run game, and they were able to get it done uh, in the run game. There's no question uh, about that as well. You look at Kaimani Clark. Here's a kid that also saw significant playing time for Jackson State uh, when you go back to the last time Jackson State played, which was back in 2019. 18 carries, 92 yards, two touchdowns. You look at Greg Williams. He didn't play in 2019, but he had transferred in uh, for uh, for Jackson State. Uh, so, you know, you look at a Warren Newman wide receiver, uh, Dalen Baldwin. You look at those guys, et cetera. Uh, you know, these guys, Christian Allen, these guys were already part of the Jackson State program going back to the 2019 season. So as much as we talked about the transfers and the new players and the overhaul of the program, um, at the end of the day, maybe some of those guys weren't uh, eligible right now to play. Certainly the high school kids from the recruiting class couldn't play. Some of the guys, uh, they're not going to be able to play as they transfer over uh, just yet. But also if I look at defense, and I said this on last week's show, you look at a guy like a Keontae Hampton, the linebacker, uh, preseason box to row All-American had eight tackles in the game, led the team in tackles, eight tackles. Five of those were solo tackles. Said Keontae Hampton was going to be the heart and soul of that defense. He's off to a great start so far. I mean, one of the guys now, one of the guys that is a newcomer that definitely made an impact was Dejon Warren. He Now, Dejon Warren's a defensive back, 
had three tackles in the game, had a tackle for loss. Now, this is the young man that was uh, widely known as the best JUCO player in the country. Uh, He had offers from Georgia, Alabama, spurned all of those offers to come play at Jackson State. He definitely, as a newcomer, is one of those that had an immediate impact for Jackson State. But other than that, a lot of the players from Jackson State, at least in this game against Edward Waters, were guys that were previously on the Jackson State team, some of them not only only playing in 2019, but having previous experience prior to that. We'll see how that continues to develop throughout the course of the season. I'm interested to see, again, what Jackson State is going to do on Saturday against Mississippi Valley State. This is, uh, you know, Edward Waters is is sort of in between NAIA and Division II. They're looking to make the move uh, to the SIAC. Ultimately, I believe that move is going to happen in the next couple of years. They've already applied to make the move. It's just a matter of time in terms of when that's going to happen. Obviously, the SIAC is not sponsoring football. I'm not sure how many teams from the SIAC are playing are playing some games in the spring. But now you're talking about Jackson State having to face a Mississippi Valley State program. Has Mississippi Valley State been good the last couple of years? No, Mississippi Valley State has not been good the last couple of years. But I do think that it's going to be an improved team. I think it's going to be a a solid team on defense. And now I'm going to be interested to see what Jackson State is able to do offensively against a solid defensive team led by Jerry Garner. Jerry Garner's an Ed rusher, uh, edge rusher. Uh, he's a guy that led the team, uh, led the, the conference in sacks last year with nine. He also had 16 tackles for loss. He is an excellent, excellent tackler as a defensive end or an edge rusher. He's one of the more underrated players, not just in HBCUs and the SWAC, but really all of FCS football because, I mean, he's just played – uh, on you know, with a program currently that just has not been a very good program. I think you're going to see Mississippi Valley State improved, and I think that Jerry Garner is going to have a big impact on uh, this football game. So I'm interested on Friday to see, and we will talk about more of some of the match or Saturday, excuse me, Saturday is when Mississippi Valley State and Jackson State play. So I'm interested to see uh, more ultimately of what happens. Uh, with respect uh, to Jackson State and w- and when the and the Tigers actually going up against a SWAC and an FCS opponent, your thoughts here as we're going to get ready to wrap things up on the HBCU Football Daily Podcast. You can hit us up via Twitter at Box to Row B O X T O R O W or on Facebook B O X the number two R O W. If you have any thoughts. Don't forget to tell a couple of friends about the HBCU Football Daily Podcast, where, of course, you can listen and download us on our website at BoxToRow.com, also on Apple Podcasts, as well as iHeartMedia. Talk with you tomorrow. Good. I'm with whatever comes my way. Hip hop parade. Latifah's on vacation. I'm just plain old day to day. I 
Sure. 